0: Good morning. I'm going to take a moment this morning for a confession. When I volunteered to give a reflection on today's readings, I had no idea that it was going to be such a struggle for me to figure out what to say. I looked at the readings for the day and thought about how I loved Psalm 23 and the reading of the Good Shepherd from the Gospel of John. And I thought to myself, this is going to be no problem. This should be an easy reflection to write. Well, I was wrong. The more that I looked at the readings, the bigger struggle it became to find the right thing to talk about. Was I going to focus on the 23rd Psalm and talk about the life of a shepherd, the relationship that they have with their sheep? and the responsibilities that they have in raising those sheep? Do I just focus on the reading from John where Jesus proclaims he is the Good Shepherd? And I tell you, it really became a struggle to find something to say and I was running out of time because my reflection was due on Tuesday and I had procrastinated so long that I was now under pressure to get it done. As I write, it is now Monday morning. And no, my reflection is not done. And yes, it is still due on Tuesday. I have just taken Joanne to work and I'm on my way home and I'm praying, Lord, I need your help here. Please, please give me some inspiration. Help me to pull some thoughts together about the readings so that I can, in turn, share those thoughts with others. It was in that moment, two things happened. The first thing was that I realized I was looking at these readings and focusing on the wrong thing. I'd been focusing on Jesus as a shepherd, as it was understood at a time when shepherds were common. The second thing that happened was that the song, Reckless Love, by Corey Ashbery, began playing on the radio. I'd like to share the lyrics with you. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid all for me. You have been so, so kind to me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me oh the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of god oh it chases me down fights till i'm found leave the 99 i couldn't earn it i don't deserve it still you give yourself away oh the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of God. It was at that moment that I realized that I needed to focus on what Jesus, the Good Shepherd means for us today, not what it meant for the people who originally told the story. To say that we live in challenging times is an understatement. One of the many challenges of this past year has been the challenge of a lack of leadership. We have received conflicting news reports, scientific studies, and expert opinions regarding COVID-19. We have seen the face of overt racism rear its ugly head repeatedly. We have seen families seeking a better life torn apart and put into overcrowded detention facilities we have experienced a political battle that continues to threaten our democracy of our country there are many of us who have grown weary suspicious and cynical whose guidance and leadership whose guidance and leadership can we trust who will tell us the truth? Whose voice should we listen for? In our Gospel reading for today, we see an example of leadership quite different from the ones we are used to in, the pl- in politics and the media. John presents to us a leader who lays down his life, not with words, but with costly actions. A leader who literally places himself in harm's way for the sake of those he leads. This is a teacher with integrity and courage. A leader who is self-sacrificially good. A leader that believes all people are worthy of his love, guidance, and protection. A leader that shows us the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God I'd like to address two questions that may have entered your mind the first one how do we learn to trust Jesus and his way of love and the second one will be how can we listen for his voice in our world of distractions Depending on our past re- religious and spiritual experiences, we may find Jesus as one we automatically trust completely. Others of us may be taking small steps to get to know him as he is, not as not as he has been portrayed by much of Christianity. After all, it's hard to trust someone who's been used as a weapon against you or your friends. Trusting Jesus is more than a feeling. It is a choice to have faith in what he says, even when your feelings or circumstances would have you believing something different. I'm not talking about following the following of Jesus without thought but I'm talking about a deeper trust that allows you to realize that Jesus does not change. Some ways that you might learn to trust Jesus is by paying attention to whom Jesus pays attention to, the poor and the marginalized. Pay attention to the love that he has and shows to these people. Find a faith community which you have if you are watching this service that takes Jesus' values seriously, that takes following Jesus seriously, where these values are shared and lived, even as we struggle with putting them into practice. Contrary to popular opinion, the process of coming to trust Jesus takes as long as it takes So extend yourself grace. Jesus is our companion on all parts of the journey, and he is there waiting for you when you are ready. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. We live in an age of total distraction. We have cell phones, iPhones, iPads, laptops, and desktops. We use email, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and on and on and on to communicate with each other, to stay informed, and maybe even to distract ourselves from our lives. For those of us who are striving to live as part of a kingdom of God, This presents a challenge because listening for the voice of Jesus can be difficult in this culture. I am guessing that Jesus will not shout above the distractions in our lives. So he waits to be heard. I have three suggestions that might help you hear Jesus' voice in your life. Be intentional. Cultivate the ability focus and get quiet. What does it look like? Take some time in a quiet place, turn off all your devices that might distract you, and allow yourself to be open to the voice of Jesus. You may want to be quiet, you may want to quiet your mind, though it can be helpful to have a focus such as a verse of scripture. You may want to add it to your schedule until it becomes routine. It will take some practice, but eventually you will make the quiet place and time, place and time that will become an important part of your life. As I wrap up my reflection, I challenge you to think about these questions. How have I trusted Jesus in my life? And how did that feel? When have I heard the voice of Jesus in my life? And what is he trying to tell me? My friends, may you always take time to listen for the voice of Jesus speaking to you. May you trust where he is leading you, and may you experience the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God in your life today and every day. Amen.